This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio is a white-labeled solution providing agencies with the tools they need to enhance their client experience and improve operational efficiencies. Brian, I know you know something about them. Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the coolest things is when, when you see the consumers look and they just have one form to fill out and they're like, well, where's all the other paperwork? You say, this is all we got. You know, you just fill this out and it kind of populates all the other stuff. It's always kind of like, a, oh, wow, you're a different kind of feeling that, that I get from them. And I just think there's a, it's a lot of power. Yeah, and that sounds like a real enhancement. And certainly, you know, as we talk about all the time, uh, helping improve the client experience is uh, what we really need to be working on. So you can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. And I invite you to go ahead and set up a demo. Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Well, welcome back to the Digital Broker Podcast. I'm Steve Anderson, along with my co-host, Ryan Deeds. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Steve. Good to be back with you. Yeah, it's been a little bit of time since we've been together recording this. And I think today our our topic is speed as a value. Uh, And this really is coming off of an article that I wrote uh, late last year uh, that I posted on LinkedIn. And it was this idea that I had that when we talk about agency value and what value an agent and broker brings to the client relationship, I think speed is one of those values that we need to talk more about. And I think part of that is because in the insurance industry, and certainly for agents and brokers that are working with clients, sometimes I think speed is thought of as potentially negative or harmful. You know, we, we, we need to take our time. We need to examine. We need to make sure this is right. When there are all kinds of factors going on outside of the insurance industry that are training our clients to be able to expect things uh, more rapidly. Uh, And some of the examples I gave were TED Talks, uh, maximum of 18 minutes, and, you know, short, to the point, uh, not a lot of fluff, uh, and really communicating one thought, one idea, one thing, um, and in a very concentrated way. And, you know, we've got lots of examples of that. Certainly Amazon, in my mind, comes to mind when we talk about Prime and uh, ordering something. I, not too long ago, I wanted a label printer just for my office to label a few things. And I could have gone to the, you know, office supply store. I could have looked at their probably limited inventory. But I went on Amazon, had almost unlimited inventory, unlimited shelf space, and with prime shipping, was able to get it the next day. Find what I needed, read the ratings, the reviews, what people said, figured out which one I thought was best for me, and literally the next day, uh, it, it showed up. You know, so speed. So you know, I just feel like there's um, something here that agents and brokers really need to start thinking more about. 
what really is a way that they are engaging with their client and how can they make things faster without losing either the advice or that deep expertise that honestly does take some time sometimes. But I feel like we've got too many barriers in the way currently of how our clients can get information in all of the different kinds of transactions that we do with them. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's such a, I, I think it's critical. I think that we're fighting two battles. One, the, the changing consumer expectation. I mean, and we think it's bad today, five years, it's going to be way worse. I mean, I look at my kid and how frustrated my five-year-old gets that she has to sit through a 20-second commercial. You know, she's not doing it. She's switching something else. <laughs> and then, you know, on Amazon, we'll go back to your label printer, which, which I disagree with. But, you know, I'm glad that you got a label printer. Okay. Uh, for yourself, I just I I they're they're not I'm not a fan of them in a corporate work environment. To put that I, out there. I understand. Um, but you know you, you that was something that you wanted. You know you wanted a label printer. Well, very rarely are you going to be perusing around saying you know what today I want to get me some insurance. I uh, you know it's I need insurance. I have to have insurance, and then the agencies make it difficult because of their position. I mean, and where we are in, in all the different components that go behind that, get our consumer insurance in a frictionless way. I, I spend more time thinking about that than, than almost anything else. Like the frictionless nature, how do we make that frictionless without commoditization? Because I think you see it with lemonade. Lemonade has extremely frictionless you know, ability. They have a good customer experience, but they're going to commoditize the advocacy, the, 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 the advice aspect of it to consumers that typically aren't going to care. And so, in, in my opinion, at least, where we need to be able to have speed with the consumer, with the right target consumers for us um, in a way that doesn't draw, drive them to other products. And I think that's where you see a lot of these, that the InsurTech folks come up is they're trying to make it a more frictionless experience. And so speed, you know, speed becomes such a key component of that because your label printer took you, you know, three minutes to research, figure out, compare, and probably, you know, you probably did it in three to five minutes and you probably were able to look at like 20 of them. Right. Well, you can't do that with insurance. It, it, it's such a more complex product, unfortunately. But I do think, but I do you think there are a lot of in certain areas. So the purchase process, okay, so, you know, we still, I believe, put way too much friction in that process than we need. And uh, I think an example of that is, you know, getting application information. Well, why in the world are we asking 50 or 60 questions on an application when we really only need maybe and I, you know, what I, I don't know exactly what the number is, but maybe five or 10 questions and we can go out. You've done this on a couple of kind of, what do I say, side or pet projects, you know, where give me an address and I can get all kinds of data about that property location or address. That is taking friction away from the application process. So I think there are lots of examples where we could you could but the agency has to have such a focus i mean even 
think about our stuff. You know, the stuff that I build on the side or pet projects or pet projects because I don't want to try to sell them to an internal stakeholder in the organization because it's difficult to do so, you know. And, and what's, what's difficult? That's with, I mean, the, the Is it the, we, we've never it. done it that way? Is it we don't understand the process? Is it, do I say barriers? Uh, or there are barriers that our consumers are going to go and get what they want. Exactly. Well, and that's that's why I do this on the side because if I was trying to bring them to fruition here, it's a much longer and a much more difficult thing. Uh, you know. So for and, and I would say first, my COO is always going to be concerned about accuracy and validity of the information that we're putting out. So if you're pre-populating an application based on some API that you're using, and you're rendering that back to the user to make sure they verify it. Mm -hmm. You know, is it accurate enough that it's not going to cause them to question your veracity, your yes. your integrity, mm -hmm. and, and your your mm -hmm. ability? Um, you know, is it widely spread enough? And like you said, I mean, there are there are three key barriers. I think it's new. Oh my God, that's new. How do we use that? You know, we can kind of see a use case for it in the future, but right now, you know, how do we just get it in there today? And that's, that's a difficult thing because now you've got ENO paths, you've got how do I get your line staff to use it? And I do think that while like you said, they are barriers, but they are legitimate and they are the ones that the agencies all face. And so it's gotta be the agencies that put a premium on saying the advantage of changing our customer experience outweighs the disadvantage of not doing so. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Like we are willing to take an E and O issue. We are willing to, to to tick off some client by giving by doing this kind of beta testing, and and I think a lot of agencies are very gun shy about that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, they are gun shy about it, and I see that as actually a problem. And and it's the very nature of insurance, which is we see all the worst things that can happen. We know all the problems. We see, you know, the accidents. We see the fires. We see the slip and falls. We see the, so we know everything that can go wrong. And I think that certainly affects our mindset in terms of what really is a risk. And I got, I honestly go back to risk management 101. I mean, a very basic insurance, which is, you know, identify the risk. What really is the risk? So you have, you know, some data out there that may not be accurate. Well, if, you know, you test it out first with a small group, so you're not bringing it out to everybody. You, I mean, I think there's some ways to handle that, but identify, actually analyze what is the risk. Um, and then how do we mitigate? How do we, you know, what can we do to make sure the data is better or, you know, what, whatever those particular steps might be. But I, well, I think but the key is, Finding finding an employee, if you're talking about practical, because I mean, there's two things. One, we're talking about conceptual, right, which is we need to be faster. And then the practical is, okay, we need to be faster within the constraints of the, the modern insurance agency. And so what, you know, from what I've seen work is just like you're saying, really, is small teams. Mm -hmm. One small team that has a vested interest to make the product work for them show have them show the rest of the agency the effects of that product once it's been working for them and that makes a much faster turnaround 
I mean, I, I see that. I, I just, I that that's how I've seen things succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great, and that, a great model. Yeah, I mean, and, the, and and your agency will get faster and faster at innovating once you go down that route. So. Mm-hmm. And I think once people see that the world's not going to end if there's a problem here or a problem there, we can, you know, fix the problem, deal with it, figure out what in the process might need need to change. I think part of what frustrates me is, and I see this actually more often than I would like on Facebook comments, and I've seen several of friends of mine who, who you know, talk about trying to get a quote, auto home, through an agent. And sometimes it's a, you know, uh, all state, nationwide, state farm. Sometimes it's an independent agent, and they're talking about two or three days to get a quote back or to get information or somebody doesn't follow up with them or, and I think it's those kinds of things that we really need to start addressing. Trusted choice. So the, you know, big eyes, uh, national uh, online presence where people can come in and, uh, you know, request information from an independent agent through online channels. And I've heard recording after recording after recording where those leads, these are people who are actually looking for insurance, are transferred to the agency and nobody's picking up the phone. And so one of the things I've started recommending to you know, agents that I talk to is bring a secret shopper into your organization. Do you really understand the experience you are giving either customers and or prospects today? Now, I don't, and secret shopper to me is a common term. I don't know if it is to everybody else, but it's that idea of you hire somebody who's, you know, to come in and call up or walk in or whatever that process is and get a quote. Or in a lot of times it's, you know, buy your product. What's the customer experience? How did the, you know, person, you know, interact with you? All of those kinds of things. And I think a lot of agencies would be surprised that they think it's happening this way when in fact it's happening something else. And uh, I would say slower, not responsive, uh, et cetera. So I think that's kind of one side. I think on the other side, there are actually a whole lot of potential areas where we could, and I really do resonate with your phrase, remove friction out of the transaction. I mean, for example, and I've been talking about this for years, electronic signature. I'm, I'm shocked at how few agencies actually have implemented an electronic signature process. And I believe, by the way, every single application, every accord application, every uh, insurance policy application should be signed by the insured. And I believe it can be and should be electronically signed by the insured. Because uh, again, that's just the process that's behind it. I mean, so again, when we talk, you know, if I'm standing outside of my consultancy hat, yes, I can absolutely see that. But standing inside, having to digitize those forms and have them get them into the places, I mean, there is just, I think the secret shopper thing is an interesting concept. What I I would think is the most individuals would, most agencies wouldn't want that because I don't even know if they would understand what they needed to do to change it. 
with the feedback coming back to you. I mean, think about a typical personal lines or a small, take a small medium sized business, you know, that's less than 5,000 revenue. So that's going to go into like some kind of, they're going to get as much information from they can from the client. They're going to take that to four or five carrier websites. <clears throat> they may use an online rater, but ultimately they're going to have to enter that a couple different times probably to get those, that stuff back. Now, is that the agency's fault or is that the carrier's fault because they haven't provided us a mechanism that's more conducive to speed? They don't have rating APIs that we can access. Again, from, from the consumer perspective, it's going to be the agency issue. And so w what the agency can do to mitigate that, to reduce that, is, you know, get it in there faster, staff more effectively, have slot-rated applications for the, the risks, you know, like you said, pulling data from APIs. But those are complicated things in a lot of cases, you know. And, and so I, I, it just seems like it's a harder problem to solve Yes, we need to get faster, yes, but we also need to make sure that we have an understanding of where we can move that needle and what's going to actually have an impact. Yeah, and I agree to a point. Um, I guess my perspective is if we aren't pushing the conversation with all partners in the what I think is the triangle, so agent broker, insurance company partner, and technology vendors that, that those, you know, two partners use, if we're not pushing the conversation, then I, I just, it's going to get solved. If we don't do it, somebody else is going to. And that somebody else is all of the other startups. And, you know, again, a lot of, a lot of people go, uh, you know, they, they don't know insurance, it's too complicated, it's right, all of those kinds of things. And I, I just am concerned that if we don't really start pushing for some of these changes, and your small commercial example is a, is a perfect example, because right now, you're right, agency staff probably has to go to two, three, maybe four carrier portals to get a price. I mean, you can't right now, really, they're couple possible solutions but you you can't get a comparative rating and frankly i don't i think it's a business issue on the carrier's part they don't want it because they don't want to be yeah, compared i, I that agree way. with that 100 percent right it's, it's not a technology and what's no, happening that, that's the though, is that small business owner you know he don't want to think about insurance he's going to do it the least friction way he can and we're not right. that solution right now and so others draft is cover wallet I, I know but they but like okay a carrier will create an api for a cover wallet but they won't do it for agencies mm -hmm. right because the mm -hmm. agencies collectively don't scale the same way so i mean again i think that's one of those places where we have to come to an agreement and say okay you're probably not going to be able to shave that much time there. So where else can we focus that we can? Now, we can go and talk to them and yell at them all day, but it, we can't wait. We can't wait for them to change, to change ourselves, right? Right. What else can we do to increase that speed without our product? I mean, that's the problem. They have the product. Right. And are there things we can do in the interim? that yes, maybe a bit like the hamster wheel going in the back room, 
but if we're focused on the customer and I, you know, and I, I think that's, if our mindset is what's best for the customer and then let's figure out how we can deliver those kinds of things. So, you know, again, electronic signature, it, 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 implementing, it's a different change. I mean, we could talk, in fact, we probably should do a whole show, you know, just on electronic signatures um, because I think they're so important as a simple way that I believe anybody can, can get implemented. Now, again, you've got some problems along the way. Uh, but accepting electronic payments, uh, mobile documents, text messaging when a payment's due, or real-time claim notifications, there is no kind of overall way to do that. There are a few management systems that are starting to add some of that beginning capability, but I think first and foremost, it's a mindset uh, uh, issue on the, on the agency side in terms of we've got to start looking and pushing for solutions, even if they're, um, what's the word I want to use? Bail and wire kind of put together solutions and tell sure. it's something that can really work more seamlessly internally with our existing solutions. Now, maybe, you know, and, and here's where, you know, maybe I'm too pie in the sky. You know, you're, you're deeper into the, how do we actually get this to work in the agency side of it? And you can tell me I'm, it's just not going to happen. That just makes me more concerned for agents and brokers as we move forward because customers are going to get what they want. Right. No, I mean, I think that it can. I think that it has to be a pretty strategically laid out plan that, that comes from a very high level down to, you know, a very granular level for people to get buy-in and i think it's a very difficult thing for a tech from for technologists to be able to present that whole kind of picture i mean no i think the agencies that are around in 10 years figure it out they they have to because they're the ones that are going to be able to compete the agencies throw their hands up and they say yeah we're not dealing with it they're MA. I mean, they're done i just i, I don't see how they're going to exist when i believe in five years most of the business that we do is going to be very lemonade-esque. I mean, I really believe that. I think that that's where we're going to have to head as those consumers get into the business side and are like, hey, this is how we want to do our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think maybe one so, other aspect that, of that is certainly the lemonade model, and there's several others there. I actually believe they're going after markets that agents don't have and don't want or are not actively seeking. So I, I, I don't see them it's as too small though, but it's, to me, it's cutting teeth though. It's just cutting teeth. Right. That's all I see that. Like when they say, Oh, we're just going after small, medium business. Eh, that's not your long term. You're trying to figure out the problems at that level. And then you, now you have a scalable beast that you could turn wherever. I mean, you're right. Most agencies don't care about insuring your fur coat, you know, for 300 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But it's setting the expectation for the consumer to get that insurance in a way that they hadn't been able to before. And in some cases, it helps because it helps bring front of mind, hey, you need to make sure this is insured, you know. Right, right. Well, and, I, you know, I think hopefully what, you know, listeners have, have – gotten here uh, is one is it is important so begin thinking about it and talking about it within your organizations and I think too it's really hard this is not oh no big deal let's just do it 
there are so many moving pieces, especially within the independent agency system and distribution model that have to come together. And, you know, we need to be, I think we just need to be talking more and pushing more. Uh, and, and again, I understand that's easier for me to say, um, but, you know, if you have a carrier no, I agree with you. I think lagging behind, I think why are one... you still doing business with them? Well, I mean, right, but unless they pay your profit share at I, the actually, dollars. That's exactly, that's exactly the issue. And uh, I, get I mean, that. so. Yeah. 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 Uh, but now, actually, we've started looking at that, and I think about a lot, especially on the claims access, and starting to educate the consumer. Like, there's a carrier that has a select plan and a uh, upgrade plan, and we've said, we'll be able to do a lot better analytics for you. If you go with this upgrade plan, you know, this is when we've been able to show some of the things that we'll be able to de develop for them, you know, if they go with that carrier. Yeah. The fact that we can start to have those conversations with the consumer to educate them, it, of course, it's very hard for them to understand why they have to pay an upcharge for the, their own data. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and so, again, it's, it's like they're, the carriers are just not our friends in so many different cases. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think that, like you said, first step, talk about it, you know, around the manager's table. How fast are we? What, what's, what do we need to get better at? What, right. what isn't working? What, where are our pain points? Because if those are the same pain points you're facing in five years, then you're, 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 you're done. You're, yeah. you're going to be purchased. Well, yeah. And I, you know, again, I'm, I probably wouldn't go as strong as that, but it, it certainly is an issue. I mean, there's no question that, Thinking about I think it's going to be harder and harder to get producers to come on board that want to be a part of organizations that can't move. Yep. You can't get young, if you can't get young producers on board and your perpetuation model is that internal old school, I perpetuate via producer, I think that's where you start to have a truly, truly big problem because your tech can't stay up, your producers don't want to come on, Lockton's ever able to go grab them. I mean, you got all kinds of different issues. And so... It, it seems like a very kind of isolated, uh, that might not affect me, but it's one of those things that before you know it, you turn around and you're like, damn, we are so far back in the dust. How do we ever move forward? Well, I think you're right. I mean, it's just all that, the producer support, the, you know, and we've had conversations on previous um, shows about training and the, you know, the, the new, type of employee coming in that need, wants a career path. And, you know, again, that's different way of thinking than what I grew they up want with. That technology. And they want yeah, that. Yeah. And they want that technology, man. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't want to be constrained by the limitations of their fathers or grandfathers or mothers or grandmothers. I mean, mm -hmm. and so we as an agency space need to, need to have those conversations. I think they're so critical and I don't think they happen enough. I would agree. So I think that's, you know, uh, I guess for me, a takeaway here for those of you uh, listening is start having those conversations. You know, what, what can you do to take friction out of the transactions, be they new business, the renewal, the claims, the certificates, start somewhere that you feel you can make an impact, uh, improving your relationship with your customer and, um, and go from there and begin the conversation, not only internally, but I would say, make sure you're talking with your other partners, both carriers and vendors that, that provide you the technology solutions. 
I agree with you. I think that, you know, and I think you can find cool partners in the carrier space. <clears throat> we have a couple of really awesome carriers that have created programs that make that customer experience so much better. And when we can, when we can partner like that, that's where the value comes in. I think I absolutely. And I am also um, like you, Ryan, finding, uh, I won't say a lot yet, but a handful of carriers that are creating some of those tools, like you said, a different level of policy, and we're able to do these other services. And I, I do think that's going to be important as, um, as agents and brokers uh, continue to grow and, and move on uh, in the next five and 10 years. All right. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate talking with you. Hopefully this is helpful. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, um, let us know. Uh, we're always happy to address those uh, with you. What do you think? How is speed going to affect your organization? Or how is a lack of speed going to affect your organization? There you go. Look at it there both ways. Go. All right. That's hey, right. thanks all for listening. Uh, we appreciate it and uh, look forward to being with you on our next episode. This has been another episode of the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds. Send us your questions and comments, and if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio Software helps agencies save time and money by turning the application and renewal process into digitally enhanced online forms. To learn why over a thousand agents use Indio, go to www dot use indio dot com slash podcast.